Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Really. It's your boy F. Dot, joined by Crit. And uh, some fun stuff happened last week, some fun stuff happened next week, but what's going on right now, Crit? Well, uh, I didn't do my MA today, and we're wearing the same oh, outfits. That's what? fucking weird. You didn't do your AMA? Oh. Why not? Why was there no... Why, why did I have no place to talk about Chuck Mid today? Really uh, I bought a motorcycle instead, so I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. I was like, the math can wait a day. I'm going <laughs> to buy a motorcycle. Can you ride a motorcycle, Crit? I'm going to learn. No, I got my endorsement, so... Uh, yeah, basically, yeah, I can... Ride a motorcycle, or at least start Alright, I, I understand that you can legally ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Can you ride a motorcycle and not crash? So far, so good. Have you drove a motorcycle yet? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. No, like, there's a course. You have to take a course to get, like, the thing on your license. Oh, so and you, like, ride a motorcycle, you have to do U-turns and shit. You have to avoid things. Yeah, you have to weave. It, weaving is fun. It's wow. it's good. It's good. Yeah. Credit on a motorcycle. That's right. Come I mean, into your house. No, you're and not. I'm gonna eat your food. First of all, you're not. <laughs> I'm actually hungry. I just woke up recently. Um, I have not gotten much sleep, mm -hmm. so I took a nap early today accidentally, and wound up. Not eating lunch, and I'm just super hungry, and I don't know what we're going to do for dinner. But it'll probably be not as surprising as Kret having a goddamn motorcycle, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, you know, you win a land, you buy a motorcycle. That's how it works. What land did you win? Okay, so we did win, <laughs> but listen. <laughs> Whatever. It was a win in my book. No, Go no. team. If you're not first, you're last. That's a famous, famous quote from a famous philosopher. Uh, if, if you're not, not first, first, you're last. If you're not first, still be TSM. That's another quote from another famous philosopher. But TSM doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but for now, just let me enjoy this. And let's talk about this week in the SPL, because this was a good week. I, it was not the week of free FP. Hindu man can like fuck off back to Europe with that shit. <laughs> Hindu man. Guess guess what guess what upcoming week seven is? Ah, uh, free FP. It's it's the week of free FP. But week six was dope. It was actually interesting because bye weeks always scare me. In that I always feel like teams are gonna come. This back actually this shitty. next week in NA is totally the week of free FP. <laughs> I mean enemy TSM C9 Eager AFK Cog. Hey, we'll see. Oh, yeah. No, there's going to be upsets the moment anyone ever thinks that. Just, yep. I mean, that's what happened last time, and Fnatic got beat by a bad dig. Yeah, it was weird. Like, now dig has won, like, six games in a row, and if they win a game off of a big team, I'm like, oh. But, like, that wasn't when they were beating people. They just beat Fnatic, and it was like, what? There were a lot of yeah. variables, but still, it was it was a week of that nonsense. Anyway, we came out of the bye week, and bye weeks always scare me, because I always feel like everybody's going to come back shitty, but we saw some exciting games this week, like some really exciting games, actually. Yeah, so COG versus Eager was the first NA game of the week, and we also had Dig versus Epsilon uh, that day. 
Dig versus Epsilon was 2-0 Epsilon, like, every game up until that point. Dig, they did well, right? Like, it was a 2-0, but they did not go quietly into that long night or whatever the fuck. Oh, no, wait, that's week seven. I'm stoned. Uh, week six is Mervinons and LDNC. Yep. Yes. And... Yeah, I mean, that was... Mervinons won, and LC, I mean... No, LDNC won, both games. One conspiracy. Oh yeah, my, oh yeah, my, Mirrodins beat Titan, which is even more hilarious. Yes, yes they then did. You guys took on Cog later on on Thursday. Yes. That wasn't so bad. I mean, going against Cog is honestly, it's like when like one of your friends who's from like a different part of the country or a different country is like, oh. Let's play this card game, and you don't know the fucking rules. You have no idea what's going on, but you got a decent chance of winning. That's going up against COG, because you don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're not playing the oh, same right. game as everyone else. I mean, cards generally have the same rules. I think that, like, going throughout the country and playing beer pong is a good example. Okay, some let's do can, that. Like, I don't play beer pong because bounce. I don't drink. I also just don't give a shit. It doesn't look that fun. <laughs> it totally is that fun. I don't even like... I'm not a huge drinker, and I don't even like a lot of the majority of like party games, like Flip Cup and stuff. But beer pong and its iterations. I just don't like throwing things because I'm really bad at it. Well, you're really good at throwing games, and you seem to be having no. I'm not good at throwing games. That's (laughs) but we don't like to say his name. It's Zatman. No, we don't like to say his name. Did he get MVP this week? No, he didn't because uh, we. I bribed Dan to never give that man a movie. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You sure? Yeah. I want that man to get MVP. But uh, <laughs> honestly, this was the this week. week. Did you see his fucking on her? Whew. Yes, but I also saw his Cupid. That Cupid was good. Yeah, that man did play well this week. Yeah, he played really well this week. Yeah. He yeah. I mean, he played Ool and he wrecked people. And then I think against TSM he might not have died. That's interesting. Yeah, you know, he, like, uh, Dare, Dare had a much more dared once. slash line. So I actually don't know who does MVP, um, but MVP is an actual decision as they opposed to some of our other superlatives. Didn't watch TSM game two. Well, no. What I feel like is because I mean, if you like, if you remember the games, it was what three and John one Cirquet. The Cirquet game. Yeah. Dare went hard and like had a fantastic slash line. And the other Naja games, if you watch the game, Dare is one of the best people on the field. But if you look at the slash line afterwards and pretend to watch the game, he's like three, three, and ten. Well, right? I mean, you can't really get the impact. Like a lot of what Dare did was set up for the team. Oh and, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not saying he like, didn't play well. I'm just saying like. Game two against TSM, he, like, died immediately. <laughs> he did. That was funny. <laughs> right? With the Fender Brutalized and the turn it's like, yeah, he's still got MVP. Yep. I don't know. I think, uh, I like it. I, as I long like as it. it's I'm on our team, I'm happy. <laughs> the win in so, my book. So Derek gets MVP here. Yeah. Um, largely for what he did. Well, I also, you know, I kind of think it's a hard choice. I mean, against TSM, Omega didn't die. That man only died That's once, true. right? Like, last died twice. I guess we didn't really die all that much against TSM, but 
those are pretty impressive I mean, things, right? It, it's impressive not to die when you're Sun Wukong. Okay. I don't know. 3-0 and 2 on Sun Wukong is less impressive to me than 5-1-6 on Laz's Ra. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I think so. it was a hard choice, but I think it was definitely a team eager MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I said, I don't I don't I don't do MVP, but yeah. I can definitely see the conversation being like, well, who on eager is gonna get it because goddamn. <laughs> yeah. This was, as this long as it's not Steve. Week. This was this was your guys' week. And and you know, I I, mm-hmm. I thought it might be, especially after how you guys did it land and that was that was really exciting. Did you guys come into this week feeling different? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we were we were rearing to go. And, and it was like it was quick, right? Because uh, we get back on what Monday night, and uh-huh. we got back late. We got back at eleven. We practiced Tuesday. We couldn't practice Wednesday. We couldn't practice Thursday because we played Thursday. Ah, yeah. And we had to go straight into cog. So that we were just sort of running off of, you know, one week of like. Or one day of, like, get it back together and then, like, going mm-hmm. directly in the match. But we did what we needed to do. COG is, man, they are good at picks and bans. COG, yeah. COG is... Partially because, like, you don't know what they're going for. Yeah. And it's interesting because what they do, they wind up picking odd picks. Mm-hmm. But their odd picks generally fill... Similar roles to the current meta, if that makes any sense, right? Yeah. Kind of. Like. Inspired by the current meta. Exactly, right? You know, it's not just a, well, Poseidon's popular, so we're going to play Hebo, right? It's not burst for burst, but like there's, there are, there's a, you can usually breadcrumb back to the, back to the meta pick, if you will. And that allows Mm -hmm. them to play this, like, it seems like an expanded game. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't think it's... I think Aurora and Pern are just weird. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Which also helps. Like, and that is not a bad kind of weird. It's it's honestly a good kind of weird. That's but the like, kind of weird he's that He's playing created... one jungle. What? I mean, that's the kind of weird that created AFK, right? Like, uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. A lot of other things. I'm not saying that Cog is the next yeah. AFK, Brian. It's just the imagination. They so, might be. So but speaking of AFK... Yeah. Kage has been going up, right? They've been playing really well. They're really scary. They're the team that, like, they could beat anyone. And they did. So? They actually That's took... Cool. I mean, they took a game off of AFK. So, yes. Like, <laughs> there you go. They can beat anyone. Um, I feel like AFK has lost, like... They... You know, if before they're at 100%, now they're at 90%. Sure. They're visibly not immortal. Which is interesting. Yes. I mean, yeah, they, they they stumbled a little bit. They have. That said, Cog, yeah. Kiki has been playing out of his mind. Really? Yeah, I think Kiki is the biggest factor to why AFK has didn't actually drop any of... You know, why they only had one loss out of four this week. I think Kiki has been absolutely killing it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kiki's, Kiki's been doing well, and Ally's been doing well, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ally is who I've been looking at a lot. Ally has... I don't know. It's so, it feels like just different mindsets coming out from the players after the halfway mark. 
Yes. Is it just because it's, is it one of those things where like, yeah, your paper's due in six weeks. It doesn't feel real. And then when your paper's due in a week, holy shit, that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday due. Uh, is it just I think, like, well, I think that could be so part soon? of it, right? Also, Cyclone's been like in school now. Yeah, that's true. you know, that's true. like that's, that's affecting his playtime. Um, or and maybe right, stress or whatever. Yeah. I think the other thing is like it's super regionals. If you're one and two right now, you're going to land. I think it would be like very difficult for us to drop enough games to not go to land at this point. Oh, I'm sure if any team could do it. Oh, it, it? it's probably possible, right? But you'd have to like drop teams with uh, drop games with all the, also the right combination of other teams winning. Of course. What are you? What are you? Twelve and six. We're twelve and six. Denial right, so is realistically so the closest person to take our spot. So they'd so have to get seven. thirteen you wins, play... or they'd have to get eight wins. You play enemy next. You probably we, we play denial that. next. Oh, you're not cloud nine. You're right. You play denial next. Yes. You're probably going to lose that. Shane's going to split push with Bastet and soloing uh-huh. Loki. Uh, then you play Cloud Nine next. Uh, you're gonna lose to that. Uh-huh. Um, their soul in is just better than your soul in. And Jeff and lose a crocodile. Of course. Uh, you play AFK after that. You're gonna lose that one really easy. Incon uh-huh. um, is just manlier than the rest of your team. Yes. And then you play. And then you play enemy again. Uh, yeah, Vishium can take your job. Uh-huh. That's no problem. Week ten, Eager plays Elevate. Uh, well, dude. It's the Digadura. You're going yeah. to give those games for That's out true. of respect. Yes. It's a tribute. And that'll be the rest of the season. So, I, you know, I, I think it's realistic that you guys miss land. Yeah. I well, I, I think my point is that, like, it's really, like, we're pretty much going to land unless something goes horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. And obviously that's not like, okay, well, now, now we can just relax. Like, you want as many wins as possible. You want good seating. But when you're first, it can be hard to, like, keep that motivation to stay first. Because realistically, in terms of seeding, the difference between first and second isn't the most in the world, right? Like, the third and fourth place teams in in the current setup are, like, they're pretty good. They're both pretty good. Especially with the way it's yeah. set up, right? Like, because the LAN is going to be the same bracket format as the Gears of Fate, right? Where, like, uh, what, six and... Uh, six and three, or five and three, and four and six, or whatever it is, right? Like, there's a quarterfinal and then a semifinal. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. So, like, first and second are not meaningfully different in that because those teams that are going into the quarterfinal and whoever's coming out of it, they're fucking good. They're both good. You know, okay. like, mm-hmm. so it's like. I, you know, maybe maybe there's, like, on a player level, you might be like, okay, well, I'd rather face enemy than COG or whatever. But they're just both really player. good. Yeah. So, it can be hard to be like, man, we can't slip to second, because realistically, you probably could, and you'd probably have pretty much the same bracket. Well, I mean, you'd have yeah. the other bracket, but it would be, like, as difficult, <laughs> right? Because d- these teams are all good. That's what I'm getting at, is NA is really competitive right now. It's a top six. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a top six. It's going to be tough. It's interesting. Um, and I guess, like somebody said in the chat, it's important to peak at the right time. So, it's very important that, not, not just you, but the rest of the competition mm-hmm. is stepping up around now. 
because that'll feed in well. And I think it's not the only place that's, that's full of competition. Europe is, as a whole, as far as like Europe versus NA, that's a different conversation that right, we can answer in a couple of weeks. But for right now, uh, amongst themselves, Europe, it's fun. I think the whole Epsilon, uh-huh. Epsilon was undefeated until this week, and then they dropped their game to Fnatic, the team that was shitty up until a couple of weeks ago. Paradigm is singing the same story. You know, it, you got a lot of interesting stuff there in Europe. Yeah, it's it's this weird little fight for number two and number four, right? Like, Paradigm mm-hmm. and Fnatic are clearly the teams contending for second place currently. They're tied. One Conspiracy Titan are clearly the teams competing for fourth place. Right now, they're tied. You know, and it it's... I think each person is going to have their own feelings about that. Personally, I think it's probably Fnatic and Titan that'll be getting the higher of their two little things. But it, it could go anyway, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's fine. That makes sense. You know? Um, yeah. Fnatic finally getting that win off of Epsilon that... I mean, they, they were... They, like, Epsilon's a really good team. Epsilon is very good. But I don't think they are consistently at the level of dominance to, like, really have a perfect season. And it didn't happen. Fnatic was able to take a game. And and this is the interesting part, because there is a very clear rhetoric of adapting is the best jungler in Europe. Right? Yeah. Adapting yeah. got shut the fuck down. He 750 really player damage at 20 minutes on Thanatos. That's two death size. That's that's. It happened. You like can look at it. I I talked to him about this like yesterday. Did you go back and watch the vod and be like, it fucking happened. It's I, it's mind blowing. Oh my god, it is. His total and player I'm damage was like. People. Well, I checked Man. too. Like I checked his total player damage at the end of the game. He got up to like two point five through the last few fights, and. The last person to, like, the person who scored lower than that was, like, Dark Dodo in, like, his first game of the season. <laughs> Dark like, Dodo. What a good name. Man, adapting got shut down. And, like, I didn't I didn't watch the whole, the VOD all the way through. I just sort of skipped through. And, and I, I, I got to watch it because I don't... How did he get shut down so hard? I think they just didn't let him play Thanatos. They're like, all right, you want to play Thanatos? We're going to sit behind our tower and not even get close to your death scythe. And, like, buy a ward. And he was like, fuck. I didn't see these wards coming. Damn. They can't really. They're invisible. Oh, well, if you buy counter wards, you can. Yeah, but you're Thanatos. I don't, I don't know if he started with Bumbas. Uh, he did. He did start with Bumbas. Uh, then he would have money for counter wards, so at least that's good. But yeah, I mean, like, I guess they picked Thanatos to counter Thor because that's that's the thing, right? Like, that's the counter. Why would you play Thanatos to counter Thor? Why else would you play Thanatos? You you wouldn't, I guess, yeah. to like execute people when you're in like that one situation where executing is dope, or they got like three tanks and a Kepri. Yep. Yep. Um, and even then, Alquang. But he's probably banned. No, not anymore, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but Thanatos lets you. When you execute, it lets you steal the you fire. You could be with your death. Side. Yeah, there you go. I was gonna say, Thanatos is just more dangerous, and sometimes you feel dangerous because when you execute, instead of running away to safety, you're just in the middle of everyone. 
<laughs> and then you, if you don't have a comment link, and you don't, see you later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they wanted to shut down the Thor, or Captain Twig didn't let it happen, which is awesome, right? Like, I think that's a great story for Captain Twig. Because Captain Twig has been the guy on Fnatic, or, yeah, on Fnatic, who has not been up to par with Fnatic. And mm-hmm. you cannot shut down the enemy jungler without your jungler having something to do with it. Unless right, there's yeah. a real malfunction in the enemy team. Yeah, and, and I think it was not, not last week, but the week before, where Captain Twig, like, woke up. Yes. And then last week, or, you know, um, the week after, I'm, for, I'm ignoring the bye week. The week uh-huh. after, Captain Twig, like, played well. And then this week, he played well again in their win, right? So I think it's, I think it's shook. I think Captain Twig's, like, sort of, you know, he's there as the role player jungler. He's he's back to his form, which his form wasn't yeah. adapting level or dare to care level, right? And that's okay because Fnatic is strong in other places, and like that's how teams work. And I mean, I think like just looking at the stats of this game, right? Like Reels, sixteen k player damage, nice. Uh, Neath mid on Zyra, uh, zeros is seven k. Twig is nine k. Uh, Badge is six k. On Bach is Soul is ten k. And Raffer, nice and spread out, three k. Yamin 7k, Demi 10k, Emilito 3.5, Adapting uh, 2.4. My point is that those are all low numbers in, Mm -hmm. what, like a 25-minute game? Because Fnatic just, like, won without fighting. So nobody was doing player damage across the entire team. Like, a winning Neath only doing 7k player damage when the way you play Neath is, like, you just spirit arrow people and ult forever. (laughs) Zyros had 10 assists and three kills, he did only 7,000 player damage. That's that's less than 700 damage deaths. per participation. Yep. That, like, that's like 500 damage per participation. It's two auto-attacks. That's all he did for each kill. He auto-attacked twice. So it was a really I mean, low-damage game, but, I mean, maybe Fnatic figured out what they have to do to... Maybe they found uh, Epsilon's Achilles heel. I mean, keeping adapting down is definitely a good start. Yeah, I feel Obviously, like I feel Raffer like just died it, five times. I feel like it's it's probably more complex, but adapting didn't get to be adapting, and Raffer died a lot. I'm of like, course, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, it's not just to kill the Thanatos win the game, but there's definitely a, a, an in between. Yeah, it's it's a little bit rough there for Fnatic, uh, for for Epsilon, but Fnatic. You know, God, it feels good to be right. If you follow, yeah, me man, was it picks. what ninety percent for epsilon? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, Ooh. and, and yeah. it was a safe bet, honestly. Oh, like yeah. it was because it's like, yeah, epsilon is undefeated, so yeah, you bet on them to be undefeated. Yeah, I, I, I sat there saying. So if you look at the rest of epsilon's schedule. Week seven, they play Dignitas, who is on an uptrend. They play London Conspiracy, no comment. They play Myrmidons and Justice. Week nine, they play Titan again. And then the last week of the season, they play against Paradox. It's very plausible to say that if Epsilon 2 0s Fnatic here, they go undefeated for the rest of the season. Not because of like their talent level, as you brought it into question before, but just strength of schedule status. Sure. I think it's easy to say that Epsilon will beat the, the rest of the people. So, 
I, I'm I'm happy that Fnatic brought them a loss because I think this is I think it's possible for this team to have a single loss in the season and I'm just glad it happened. I like the yeah. guys on Epsilon, but an undefeated season means there's a lot of implications there and I'm very I'm very happy that it was Fnatic, like on their way up. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, so exciting to see what Fnatic's gonna do and you know like I think Epsilon and Fnatic are like safe picks for Worlds. Could be Paradigm. Could be someone else taking that third spot or, you know, sneaking away the second or whatever. But Epsilon and Fnatic are good safe picks or Epsilon Paradigm. And they're good teams for it, man. They've got the experience. I think all of Fnatic would be returning Worlds participants, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Which in NA... There's not going to be a team nope. that will do that because the two NA teams that went to Worlds, one of them doesn't have Omega anymore, and yeah, the other one and Team Solomid just doesn't have blew up Boosh or Divios or yeah. So let's talk about what happened with TSM. The first change, and I said the same thing for the first change that I said for this one, right? So mm-hmm. Boosh stops playing, Snoopy goes mid, Yannick goes hunter, Jigs is now playing support. And it was like, all right, we feel that if we do this, it will it will just improve the atmosphere and the attitude, right? right? And so, like, as an analyst or someone in the scene, you just go, all right, good luck. You know? You just exactly. say, that's what you want to mm-hmm. do? Man, do it. A lot and- of those doors are closed. Yeah, and now they've said Divius isn't playing this week, which, man, he might not be playing again. You know, right? He might be. He might be not on TSM. Uh, bench. He changed his whatever. Twitter. What? He changed his Twitter. There you go. It's that Twitters are like relationship status. a smite. That's like a relationship status change, man. When when you remove the TSM <laughs> from your Twitter. Your Facebook unofficial. Um, yeah, so I think it's safe to say that Divius is not the sole winner for TSM for the remainder of the season, though he still has the TSM banner, so maybe there's hope. Uh, and... No, there's probably not hope. Um, what else is he going to put up there? A picture of Lana Del Rey. Does Divius still Lana Del Rey exists? No, probably. probably I would not. love it if, if like... Truth comes out, and Divios is just, he grinds all day to, like, Lana Del Rey, Regina Spector, and just, like, Alanis Morissette's, like, <laughs> solo women that have large voices, singer-songwriter types. I'd be all about it. Joanna yeah. Newsom, that harp player that Pitchfork loves. I, I, I think that that's the Divios playlist. I'll make one later. Um, and if there's a way to share playlists, I'll, I'll do it on Spotify or something. Yeah, I'll make a Divios playlist. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's interesting because, I mean, Divios was so good. Right? Question mark? No, Divios is so good. Divios is amazing. He is. Still good. Yeah. Still a huge part. Well, and... man, Ionic put it on Twitter, and I don't think he worded this well, but... I understand. I understand what he's saying. I don't know if you know, like, 
the community understood what he was saying. I don't think Reddit understood what he was saying, but to clarify, Divius has been from the team for his attitude and being toxic to the team environment. Now, when, right. when someone says toxic, what you think is... Dude, I can't believe you fucking gave up first blood. What are you... You're so fucking bad. What are you doing? <laughs> Which is how we talk to Mike. But... Right, of course. But... That's not Divios. Everyone knows that's not Divios. But it could be... There could be a lot of different ways that they mean that, right? Like, it could be just whining or not talking at all or showing up late. Like, literally any way... Mm-hmm. For those of you that are over 15 and have had a job, for literally any way that you have had a shitty coworker, you could have a player on your team be toxic that way. Yeah. And it's Hell, like, even just the guy that has a 15-minute smoke break between every scrim. Like, that's fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's... The, I... I have a friend that plays Smite with a guy like that. That's so yeah. obnoxious. But anyway, I tried I mean, to I tried to play Torchlight Two with someone like that. Oh fuck that! Yeah, no. I just Largely, what it me. seems like is if you ever if you ever so like Divios and Divios hangs out more with Omega than he does with the rest of his squad. It feels like yeah. When we're at lands, Divios is always there at like nine a.m. with orange slices and a smile on his face, ready to like. Play yeah, soccer, which is weird, because... <laughs> and the rest of his team is doing something else. Now, I mean, that's... I honestly would probably side with the rest of the team. Sure. Because I, like, value togetherness and all that sort of, like, hand-holy hippie crap when it comes to a team. Yeah, Because important. I believe that's actually important. Um, but... You know, showing up early and eager to work, it's not a bad thing. And that's my that's the important part that I'm trying to drive home. Is that Divios shows up early and is on on point and like is always there, but doesn't understand the like or or didn't take part in the like yeah. everything else that the team did together, which are two good ideas, but they're not combining. And toxic, toxic is such a buzzword in these esports global communities. Yeah, sure. And I don't toxic think it is just—it's the word for everything, right? Like it's starting right. to lose. I don't know, man. There's so many. Like toxic <laughs> is a good word. It's an important word. There's so many things that are important to describe. We use toxic. It's a great. But, like, it's a great song. Britney Spears actually uh, sampled yeah. a Bollywood movie. Yes. Uh, for that violin track. It's awesome. It but is. <laughs> but point, it's starting to not mean anything, which sucks. My point my point being is that a toxic environment can be one where just opposites exist. In yes. the sense that like look, man, I don't like that you do this, and that's fine. You know, like I don't like that you donate to charity so much because it means you don't have time to visit the homeless with me. That's, you know what I mean? It also, it's... like, <laughs> it can be a symptom and not a cause. So, in chat, I saw someone, you land here, and I have no idea how true this is, but Divios didn't show up to two out of three days of scrims before playing against Eager. Like, okay, whatever. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's not. But, why? Did he stop caring? Because I find that hard to believe. Right? Like, 
at the Gears of Fate, the night after we lost, Divios was like watching games and hanging out with us. And he was like, oh yeah, I hear like, I don't know, he would be like, oh yeah, it's Helper here, this is a good play. Like, he cares about Smite. He cares about the game. He does. He's dedicated. He is the player that I think could build like a career out of this from a Ooh. young age. And that's fucking awesome. I don't I think Tibius is done with Smite. And in fact, you know what? I got good proof. He changed his fucking Twitter to Divio Smite. <laughs> but that's true. I think I think if that is true, Yannick apparently posted on Reddit. I think it's a symptom. Sure. And I yeah. I think it's evidence that like there have been issues within TSM. Like Boosh isn't playing anymore. Why'd that happen? Gars is playing a fuck ton of Rocket League, and also congratulations on Platinum, Diamond, I don't know, he's like number one of something, he's really cool, he's really good at it. He's like, so Gars is realistically the third best Rocket League player in the world. And that's not surprising, he's really fucking good at video <laughs> games, but he's also playing a lot, he's playing enough Rocket League to be the third best Rocket League player yeah. in the world, while being a Smite professional. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. I just think there's probably more behind it, and I think TSM were justified in moving Tivio, so I'm absolutely not saying that they're wrong or whatever. Yeah. But it's probably a complex situation, and we'll probably never really know what it's like, so... I guess yeah, exactly. it's kind of cool that we got a less politically correct statement, you know? Like, Yannick yeah. straight up said, like, yeah, we benched Tivio because he's toxic. Like, that's not how you say that. Ah, fuck it. Do but it. I think it... I, I no, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that, like, it's like, oh, well, Divios and TS has chosen to separate himself from TSM as a result of a conflict of personalities. Like, he just was like, yeah, we benched him because he was toxic. Right. And again, I just I just think, I think toxic in this situation just means two different ideas. And I yeah. I think that Divios will join a different team and be successful. It'd be and... fucking awesome, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's up with TSM. I don't know what sort of they, future they have. So you've got you've got Jigs, Ionic, Snoopy, right? Yep. And then you've got Gars, who we're talking more about Rocket League than Smite. Uh huh. And then nobody knows who the soul. I mean, is. Boosh is probably still signed, right? True. He's probably still like, like I think Boosh is probably like not. We sign up Naw every week. He can play in the SPL. <laughs> he hasn't had to, but he could. We also sign up Wolfie every week because you never know when you might need Wolfie. Uh, you have to. I mean, Wolfie 2032, that's what I assumed. Yeah. If, if your team only has four players, Wolfie is the like, Renaissance solo, he, solo Wolfie, I feel like Wolfie is the definition of a ringer. <laughs> like, he comes in. He'll kick ass for a game. They're like, thank you very much, Wolfie. You know, you've been really good. And we'll. Well, you remember those Renaissance commercials with Hulk Hogan? <laughs> hey there, brother. Do you need a TV, a sofa, or a solo later? Yeah. We've got name brands for you. Come on down. $9 a month. Yeah. Right? I feel like that's, that's where Wolfie's at. Everybody's just going to sign him up. Yeah. yeah you think we'll see Wolfie in black and white? You know what? We'll that... see, uh, Teen Solomon. Tears of Wolfie. Oh, I hope so. Oh, God, I hope so. That would be awesome. So? Yeah, no, I hope so. I don't think so, but I hope so. Oh, yeah, who yeah. do you think? Dude, I think, I think you'll see, like... You, they'll probably fish someone out of ranked. 
You know, just like, you just fucking cast the reel. Or... What yeah. about all the little coglings from last year? Uh... From last split? Summer coglings are not signed. You realize that? They're not roster locked. So you've got Bickham, Homie Effie, who's now like Sikidara or whatever. Sikidara, yeah. Um, you have... Who else was on that silly team? The Hunter uh, Jigs. was... They already uh, got him. Right. Jigs is gone. They had, um, uh, oh, what about... what about? Uh, oh, no. Mark is on denial. Um, Jacob Malfoy. Malfoy? Uh, Wolfie says it's just Bickham. All right, it's Bickham. All right, it's Bickham. Like it's Bickham. It's Bickham. Look at that, it's Bickham. That's not a surprise to me. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you just fish him out of ranked and then pull him back in, and you're like, yeah, you'll, you know. Yeah, homie, if he left this fight scene. That's what I thought, but somebody somebody mentioned it earlier. Yeah. So. Uh, it could have been Mask. Oh, no, he got banned, dude. Shit, really? Has Mask he appealed? Banned? Has he appealed? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I do not know. All right, so let's but talk so, about a story similar to Mask. Bickham? So you've got Bickham. Okay. All right, that makes sense. He he was playing solo before. I, I think he's one of those, like, solo slash jungle kind of guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, as long as it's, like, melee and he could, like, punch somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'll play Mercury solo like Zillia. <laughs> Dude, did you see what Bagel just said? Well, you wouldn't fish Bickham out of ranks. You'd have to get him off the shore since he's washed out. Damn, that was harsh. Ouch. That was good. Ouch. I am excited to see what Bickham can do. I think he is too fresh to the scene mm-hmm. to be washed up, really. I think he's still got potential, but that was fucking yeah. good. Shout out to Bickham yeah. 500. I, uh, I, think that, I think that Bickham... Oh, I'm trying to think. It's interesting because Bickham is a player that I can't think of any super game-saving highlight reel plays, but he also never really... Uh-huh. He's not the guy that shit the bed. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe maybe there's something going on behind. Like, he didn't communicate enough. Or mm-hmm. he wasn't good at learning, or he wasn't good at losing, or whatever. But, like, I don't know. He seemed to do fine. But a lot of the Coglings seemed to do fine. Yeah. Speaking of Coglings, Meerkat has, like, really... He's become, Meer- like, a respectable player. I, I, I think both player and... From my You say that hesitantly. Recently, well... Not player. So, uh, as a, as a player, he's definitely yeah, like yeah. proven himself. And as a person, the reason I hesitate is because I don't know what happens behind closed doors. But right, of uh, course. from my interactions with Meerkat, I, he is uh, he has definitely like just sort of grown up is the wrong term because I don't mean it with respect to his age. I just mean like he's it's, it's sort of like risen to the occasion of all right. I'm like a pro player on a pro team, and like we're doing this right. Where I don't think. Well, prior to the fine increase, I think a lot less players felt that way. But I think that did change a couple of players' minds, which is, Hope so. I guess, a good thing. Yep. Yep. Because now um, skins are expensive as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I mean. You think buying gems were expensive. I have to buy <laughs> skins for $5. All right, anyway. So, you mentioned Mask, and, and for reference, Mask got banned, everybody. Um... And, and so basically the story with Mask is hopefully when he appeals, if he appeals and that's granted to him, or if the ban, you know, when the ban uh, finishes up and he's allowed to play again, hopefully we see him back in the scene. Because it is absolutely undeniable that Mask is a great player who had a yeah. lot of potential. Right? I mean, he's playing ranked out there these days. Yes. Um, he's, he's out there in ranked. I don't know what he plays under, but... 
He's I good. Think it's... No, the Reaper is the Reaper. I think it's the six. I don't know. Every time someone jungles in ranked and doesn't feed, they're like, is that mask? It's really funny, actually. <laughs> uh, no, but anyway, so... So... Hopefully he's back in the scene. Because... The point of bans is that, like, you go away, you come back, and then you're a respectable person. And and it has worked in other games. Like, Smite hasn't really been around long enough for anyone to get unbanned. Mm-hmm. But TSM, or not T, wow, uh, League of Legends, um, IW, uh, I Will Dominate. Like, he got banned for a year, and then he, like, was like, alright, I'm gonna stop being a dick. And he stopped being a dick and, like, just played <laughs> on a team and he did fine, right? So that's cool. That's good. But, uh, so hopefully Mass will be able to do that. And the reason I mention this is because Dignitas has been doing very well recently. One of the big turning points for the team was realizing that, you know, it's six team relegations. They had a shot. Uh-huh. I think one of the other turning points was their coach, Deku Scrub, who played a lot of challengers, um, never made it to the SPL, mm-hmm. was almost universally a douchebag. As yeah. he has admitted himself, I am not throwing shade here. Like, he said that. <laughs> and we haven't... I don't think we've really heard anything from him. Which is... Like, that's one way to clean up your act. is just to that, not act. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, basically, there was a conversation on Twitter where, you know, I essentially... It was a bunch of nonsense, but sometimes it scrolls past. And I saw, basically, the whole... He was like, look, I never really gave a shit about being professional or anything and now i do so my bad for being a douche and it won't happen again and i was like "Eh, you don't just get a free pass but no you don't okay yeah that's that's the person where like you you look at him and then you're like are you being a jerk (laughs) and then you say i wonder if he's being a jerk behind closed doors he might be he might he might he might think that like it's okay to like be like Yo, this or whatever, but so for yeah, for me it's just sort of like as long as he's not like doing anything really stupid, mm-hmm. probably fine. Exactly. So I, I give him, I I give him sort of a a tinted slate where it's clean, but if something goes the wrong way, I'll remember the past real it's well. It's clean. You're looking at you know it, what though. I mean. Exactly. So I, and for what he, for what it's worth, the work he's done with Dignitas. Whatever the reason may be, uh, the players have said that he's done a lot of work um, positively, which coaches are always interesting, right? Because there's always the conversation of, well, what does he actually do? I make burgers. (laughs) And sometimes the answer to that is nothing really, but he's a nice guy. We need a sub. And sometimes the answer to that is, well, I mean, he makes this really shitty calculator that nobody likes, but we pretend right. to use, and he cooks good food, so. I think the teams that aren't eager use the calculator more than... <laughs> yeah, probably. probably. But basically, my, my, my point people being are like, in that... Dude, at, at the Cognitive show, there were like multiple people that came up and were like, I really like your calculator. I'm like, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> but, my point being is that coaches do certain amounts of... Uh, Some coaches do a lot, some coaches do a little, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's all about your players. And if your players are saying that you're helping them, well, then that's all you really need. If you are helping them by doing picks and bans for them, which is the the rumor is that Decker Scrub has fantastic 
pick and bend knowledge. So if that's the deal, awesome, you know. And if you're if you're just like telling them good luck before a game, if that makes them better and uh-huh. puts trust in you, fine. You're a good coach. I don't really care. It's just a matter of hearing the players say, yeah. The bye week or, or uh, the announcement of the Super Regionals were expanded has really helped us out, and so has our coach. That's that's uh, positive for Sweet. me. So yeah, I mean, like, it's also it's really hard to tell or find a metric of what a coach is doing, right? Exactly. Like, since I joined Eager, they dropped out of the SPL, played through Challengers, got back in the SPL, and now we're you know number second in the third split, and. Who knows what would have happened if I didn't join them and, like, I was doing something else, right? Mm-hmm. Because you just... Smite isn't going long enough where you can see, like, how a group of people performs over an extended period of time with and without a coach or with different coaches. And it's... Each season, at this point, is very different. Oh, yeah. I mean, and partially that's an esports thing, right? Like... The game changed, literally changed between season one and two. Hell, the game changed during season two. Mm -hmm. This is, I don't know, man. Like, this is, this is such a, I feel like the meta we're in right now is a meta that Smite hasn't really seen before, which is weird. I don't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but... I feel like the meta we're in now is something we haven't seen before. Whereas before, like, well, we saw the warrior meta, and then that left. And then there was a guardian meta, and I was like, well, I mean, this is kind of like the warrior meta. Right? And then, like, you've had a hunter meta, and we've had that before. You know, that's not really new. That's not fun either. But what's happening right now is, like, it's, it's, I don't even know what the words to use for it is, but it's not what we've seen before. Well, it's not Blink meta. Yeah, it's it's still kind of Blink meta. People are calling it healing meta. I'm not sold on that. I mean, it is. Because even if the teams don't have healers, the comps are probably influenced by the threat of healers. Sure. We're seeing so much more Odin. We're seeing Odin bans. Hell gets banned. I think a lot of it has to do... I I, I think a big mass of the meta is centered around healers. Sustain, stuff like that. Sure, but I don't think that's really it. I mean, Blink is definitely still a factor. Uh For sure. Right? Because what got nerfed about Blink wasn't, like, what made Blink good. Yeah. What what makes Blink good is the fact that it goes 55 feet, and it goes like that, like it's instant, and suddenly Sir Ket can Blink. And then jump. <laughs> and then jump, right? That's what made Blink's good. That didn't get touched. So, yeah, I mean, Blink meta, Healer meta, whatever you want to use. Um, to address something that Shadow said in chat, could it be called balance? Like, I, I think the current meta is balanced. The yeah. last meta was also balanced. And the meta mm-hmm. before that one. But that's a different thing. Meta and balance are separate discussions. Yeah, so exactly. And and I mean people overuse the word meta. Yes, they do. It's yeah, and <laughs> it's just another uh, buzzword. Um but essentially when Cret and I talk about meta, we talk about the 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 game way that the game is played. Right exactly. Now. The the sort of not it, it 
by definition, a metagame is the game outside of the game, the whole thought process of everything. Uh-huh. And we sort of like, I guess, set like center that down. We bring it down a single step into just largely the things that influence the way the game is played. Sure. Right. I don't think I don't think a lot of people consider Zapman being aggressive and Young Bay being passive as the metagame, although no, it technically is. Yeah, it's, sure. It, that's the metagame of the SPL, but that's not how people think of it, right? Largely what we think of is Weakening Curse was nerfed, so healers are popular in the meta, which brings Odin more popular in yeah. the meta. That's why certain gods are, are picked, etc. But as far as like the balance and stuff is concerned, that's that's... That's an entirely different conversation. Balance can influence meta if there's an unbalanced character. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sun Wukong, good example, right? Like, he is super strong, so that influences the meta by making him right. picked a lot. But it also, like, in a balanced meta, which I think this is, there's also, there's more to that conversation. Sun Wukong is strong, but he doesn't, not every matchup is a winning matchup. It's not like early Bologna where it's like, yeah, she wins every matchup, mm-hmm. right? And, <laughs> you know, maybe you could argue that, like, well, that's not really the case, and Soul Enders just needs some time to figure out, but Sun Wukong got figured out pretty quick when Bologna was OP for a while. So, yeah, yeah I mean, the meta the meta's good. So, hmm. let's see, we did Dignitas. Oh, Titan. Yeah, Titan's been trending down recently. Oh, yeah. And honestly, trouble. it's been a slow drop off since Worlds, in my opinion. Slow, but it has. Exactly. I mean, a lot of times we see these teams sort of come out and then like, ah, they do well, they lose again, and then they like lose a player, and then it's just a big plummet. With Titan, uh-huh. it's just been this real constant. It's it's like sitting there and you you look around, and you're like, wait a second. Are we moving? And, no, we're not moving. And then you look down and you see outside the window of the car and you're slowly just traveling a little bit. That's what it was like. They they started getting beaten by the lower teams. And then recently, uh, I don't know what it was, but Bird, he took over. Uh, he's been playing. Yeah. Godfrey wasn't able to make last game. And maybe Godfrey just had a doctor's appointment. But but he didn't tweet and said, hey, I had a doctor's appointment. And exactly. to be fair, that's not that surprising since Titan, while they're great guys and they've got a great presence, are really fucking bad at Twitter. Uh, sure. I'm sure. trying... No, I'm trying Adam to find someone... He hasn't Adam tweeted within... The, he has not tweeted in the last week. Adoraxi is not good at Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, like, I'm looking through... Let's see. Kanye... Okay, and I've gotten all of them. I don't think any of them have actually tweeted within the last week. Oh, wait, no, Repikos has. He made a John Cena joke. Adaraxia said the way Adonis and Hindman talk about Epsilon sounds so sexual. When did he say that? That was two days ago. Oh, okay. Well, still, no one has said shit <laughs> about where Confrey is. Where's Confrey? Right, yeah. And, but, but to be fair, Bird has been doing there, fine. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah. Well... I mean, time lost, well, but I think Bird was doing fine. Yes. I Bird did not make any plays. But Bird was not the target of any I opposing mean, plays either. Sounds like a re- 
like that's that's pretty much what Godfrey does. That's true. Godfrey's just like he's a hunter. He'll hit some auto attacks and probably won't kills. die. And yeah, he'll, he'll get a kill or two. And Bird is kind of doing the same thing. He had yep. some goofy hunter build with a heart seeker, and it didn't work on Shibalanki, which was cute. I'm not gonna say it's good. You can't I make like me. It. But it was I... cute because you press hey, forward, you hey, get an hey, assist, hey. so you can stack a heart seeker. I know. I, I liked that. I thought it was clever. Yeah, right. It's I know cute. That we're talking about Titan, but yeah, Vicium Medusa, Jotun's wrath. Sure, dude. Like I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It is so much less DPS, but I still loved it. Well, it Just is less DPS and it isn't right. So. When you think about an ability, if you think about Thor, and you're talking about DPS, you're not talking about burst, but you're talking about DPS, right? right? The best way to increase Thor's ability damage is cooldown reduction, right? Mm -hmm. Because you could hammer for, let's say you hammer for 600. You can hammer for 650, or you could hammer for 600 more often, and that's better. And yeah. so, like, on a character like Medusa, whose ultimate is so good and crucial so for the character, and her steroid has a shorter cooldown but a shorter duration, I think dropping that steroid to, like, 7 seconds as opposed to 10 is, like, actually a pretty decent DPS increase, right? Because then it's like, yeah. well, you can get it off twice or three times. And, I mean, late game as a hunter, like... Even with a Jotuns, you're, you're gonna still kill somebody killing in three, four shots, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like you're still well, gonna... it depends on what the rest of the build is, of course, right? Because it's like, what yeah. other utilities? Did he go transcendence? I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I I think he went. He went executioner. I think he went gloves. Okay. He went gloves, boots, executioner, Jotuns, crit. Yeah, I mean that's like yeah, that's gonna four shot somebody. So like yeah, mm -hmm. you're hypothetically and uh, on paper. Your steroid is a kill or damn close every time you cast it, and yeah. you get to cast it more often. It's like okay, and and I liked I liked somebody asked him I, I, Hindu and Adonis casted this game I think and, uh -huh. and they asked him and they were like the fuck was up with the Jotun's wrath and his answer was just like it was it was very respectable he was like nobody else does it and they think it's worse but it works for me that's what's important sure. and that's why I bought it and I absolutely. Like, I think that I, well, I think that's, that's the awesome. perfect example of how to do that, right? Yep. Because it's yep. not like it's not a case of like you're doing less damage, right? Like, I mean, yeah, he's doing less damage, but he's getting an abstract trade off of getting his abilities more often. It's mm -hmm. not a case of being like, well, I was Loki and I built Hydra's Lament instead <laughs> of like this other item, or like. You built Spirit Robe yeah. instead of Mail of Renewal, and their team didn't have anything to pop your Spirit Robe or whatever, right? It's and not a case difference... where it's just, like, it's not, it's abstract. It's it's a exactly. trade-off. You're trading numbers for, it's like the goal, the goal in the, those The goal in those two scenarios was exactly the same. Whether you're building Hydra's Lament or the better build, your goal is to ult and then hit somebody for a million yeah. and then kill them. You're just doing it less efficiently. The goal yeah. here, this was more comparable to Allied with the Fatalis, where Allied just likes to be able to box with the Fatalis mm -hmm. and be more fluid, and you can't measure that by way of DPS. Right. Just like Jotun's Wrath, if you're sitting there attacking a stationary target, you totally can. Uh -huh. But 
what is so the value of adding attack speed and power it can be quantified but what is the value of being able to acid spray twice in an extended engagement or you, you know what i mean you can't really well the problem is i can't I, I could tell you that but the problem is that it you have to go engagement by engagement exactly. because in some That's situations I mean. it's going to be worse and, and you'll see that soul inners play around this thing it's one of the most interesting things about the soul lane so when the camera's on the soul and you're bored Pay attention to this. The way soul laners will box is that they start and end their engagements with abilities. Because mm -hmm. abilities are tied to cooldowns. So if you're Sun Wukong, right, and you start fighting someone, you want to hit them with the cudgel Sun, and then Sun, hit them with the spin, and then Sun maybe Wukong. you wanna maybe you wanna tiger them, and then on your way out, you wanna hit them until you can do two of those again. But if you're in a situation where, like, the f they do it... Man, so let's say someone has a Crusher and someone has a Jotun's Wrath. You're not going to uh -huh. have those things mm -hmm. on Sun Wukong, right? But, like, right. If, if you box for long enough that they get to do... And it's a mirror match. You box for long enough that they, despite their lower cooldown reduction, also get to use their abilities twice, you lose because their abilities do more damage. Oh, right, right. Yeah. But so it, it like it depends on the situation whether or not that acid spray cooldown is going to actually be useful. But it's what he's looking for, and that's cool. exactly yeah. And I, I phrase it the wrong way. The my idea was that you know the, you can't quantify like how many engagements you're going to uh -huh. be, and you can't quantify like angles specifically when it comes to Medusa. Ults, sure, right? Like, and that's that's the. It, it's the idea. That's what he wants to play. And yes, again, Vishium's words are the most important. When he was just, it, it works for me. And like that is, that's that's it. If you if you are playing the best theoretical build, but you hit all your autos with your personal build because you feel more swagful. Sure. Guess what build is better? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and that's it's so weird to think about, especially telling you. Like, no, Mr. I mean, you're right. I, I think there like, are some situations how... where, like, I think there's some situations where I could be, like, go through a game, and I actually, I did this for Drew. He, like, bought a Blink and upgraded it real early, and I went through the game and it was like, you never actually use the Blink 3 cooldown. Uh -huh. Blink 1 would have been the same in every situation. And he was like, okay, I'll leave it at Blink 1. I was like, there you go. And so sometimes you can, like, a player can of be course. empowered by those itemization, by knowledge of how their itemization affects their play, and that's very important. Like, Hydra's Lament versus other shit on Loki. Hydra's Lament loses damage to everything. Mm -hmm. But you might need the 9 second cooldown on your ultimate, and if you think 9 seconds of cooldown on your ultimate is gonna win you the game, like, fucking go for it. Yeah, it might. But you're losing... 10% damage. Yeah, but the next time you die with 7 seconds sticking down on that ultimate, you might have been able to teleport away. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know? And just, and you know, again, it's about what makes you play well. So I, I thought, I just thought that was interesting because of how critical... Um, it's, it's important to know what you're losing, I think is the key, oh, right? Yeah, like, Thanatos has I, classically been the jungle where you don't have to get Bumbas. Mm -hmm. But you have to be aware that you're losing 100 GPM in a static game. Now, if you go into the jungle and you kill everybody, that really doesn't matter. And nobody should ever tell you that matters if you go into the jungle and kill everybody and win the game. Listen, but if Fem you Tom, don't... I know you're 21 and 4 with a 7k gold lead. 
but you're a douchebag for not having bumpers. I yeah. want to share the jungle buff with you. Yeah, like, <laughs> then it doesn't matter. But if if you get stalled out and you don't get to do Thanatos, like, fucking adapting didn't get to do it. Yeah. Right? Like, and I'm saying that not because, like, oh, shame on him, but, like, he's an That's amazing player yeah. and he still, like, fell into that trap of, like, picking Thanatos and not getting to play him, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have Bumbas in that situation, you're double fucked. Yeah. You're already exactly. fucked for being a Thanatos that can't kill everybody, but you're double fucked because now you don't have Bumbas. I, you know, the Bumbas on Thanatos didn't didn't surprise me on adapting at all. Yeah. Because adapting is this player that winds up getting the kills, but he's not being the he's not being the selfish assassin. He winds up getting the kills because he's uh-huh. there's just always four members of Epsilon collapsing on someone. It's all the time. it's also like <laughs> just for Thanatos specifically, like with a Bumbas mask, he's still more than capable of killing everybody. <laughs> like it weakens Thanatos game. He killed everybody for a fair yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's 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 Thanatos' entire job, right? If you're uh-huh. not killing everyone, you're killing yourself by picking uh-huh. Thanatos. Yeah. So, <laughs> going forward, Confrey, maybe he's not playing for Titan. Maybe he's just been on vacation. I don't know. I want to see Titan say something. Um. Uh, Divius no longer on TSM. Who knows what they're gonna do? Who else? Who else has had roster changes? Are those the the two? If there been those are really recently? the two. Um, yeah. Soggy Sandal hadn't played uh, for LC. We had Cherio. Right, and we did. So that's that's legit. Like I I have from Deathians is a really awesome dude, and Soggy Sandal is still a starter. He's just had uh-huh. repeated technical issues. Like he, his computer is just wonky. They're trying to like, fix it, obviously. But for what it's worth, and I don't think that London Conspiracy is... I feel like London Conspiracy is the unmentionable team. They're winning, they're losing, hooray. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not doing anything spectacular. Cherio is doing everything he's supposed to. Yeah, no, Cherio is a good sub. He is he a is, good I, sub. Cherio is... It's funny. Cherio is... The games that Cherio came in and played, he was one of the better players yeah. on the team. And I mean, we we interviewed him after the fact and asked him about it. He's just like, you know, um, a lot of times I don't practice with the team because I need to learn every role. So he like subs in for teams whenever they need a sub, making sure to yeah. play different roles. Uh, and this way, he's always ready to go. And Cherio cool. realistically hasn't played since the summer split. Yeah, in on the SPL where he was a jungler, and so he was able to come in and he's the next Snoopy. That's exactly and like maybe maybe that's maybe he'll be that talented. That'd be awesome. But he is for a lot of conspiracy. They said in no uncertain terms that if any one of their players needs a sub, they feel extremely comfortable putting Cherio in, sure. which is awesome. That's yeah, so that's cool. awesome. I like um, the way he played. So let's talk about roster locks now. LC's in a good spot because they've got a sub who's not locked and can play everything. That's the dream. That's mm-hmm. what you want. The other dream is that people give you warnings, so you're not like, oh shit, we need a sub in 10 minutes. <laughs> um, so both those situations are all right. And obviously nobody yeah. wants to play with a sub um, because it's impossible to win with a sub. Uh, but for a team like Titan, mm-hmm. if Confrey is going to not be a starter, 
or a team like TSM where Divius is going to not be a starter. Right. Your options for picking people up are limited. Right? Um, and I think the best example I'm going to use is EU, right? So, like, you can't play Get Fisher, who has played Hunter, because he's locked to Myrmidons. You couldn't play right. Sayo. Mm -hmm. I don't think he plays Hunter, but he could probably play an Honor. He's locked to Myrmidons. You couldn't play Dark Dodo. He's locked to Myrmidons. Um, I think there's a few other. I don't think Suntouch is locked. Suntouch is not locked. Suntouch, and neither is competitive online. <laughs> Suntouch and Wolfie, man, following the streamer dream. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so like, who do you get? Because these players that are free agents are locked. So yeah. that sort of seems like roster locks suck for teams. Right? Because it's like, well, you can't pick up these people who, like, they're not playing. So what do you do? Um, and, and it makes situations hard. What I mean, hell, it's why we had to get Polar Bear Mike. Just fished him out of the Challenger Cup. Like, we made Worked a short list. Yeah, well, we made a short list of, of who the Challenger Cup supports were, and we were like, Zap, play with some of them and see who you think is has the most potential. And we're like, all right, Mike, and he's not that bad. Find just Zap, go find somebody that will that will follow you into the volcano pit of Mordor, and yes. we'll just take them. Yeah, and so he went out with his blue sword and uh, found somebody. Um, yeah, you can do that, but like, I don't know. So, so why why are roster locks important though? I, man. I think that can be like that can be hard to understand. I think they are important. I know you do, and and and. But I, I also think I, they kind of suck. I just i i i would like the i would like the rules to be a little more open. Uh, a little more open. The reason, so I mean, it really sucks in esports when teams are less structured because when you think about traditional sports, it's all contracts and like done, yeah. right? Uh, when it comes to esports, it's more friendly, for lack of a better term. And that's a good thing because I can go to an event and, like, give Allied a hug without, you know, any nonsense. Sure. But it's a bad thing because, you know what, Denial, you're having a rough week. I'm Snoopy. Let me just help you out, bro. Right? right. If there's no roster locks, I can just do that. And... That's the necessary evil. I don't I, really like, like them. You could, you could maybe make a rule around that, but you can't do it without that rule being arbitrary, right? Like you could do it one mm -hmm. way, where it's like, well, Snoopy's locked to TSM unless he plays with someone else, and he's locked to them, and he can't go back to TSM. But then you could have like the Snoopy bounce. How many weeks do we have left? We've got like three or four weeks, right? So Snoopy yeah, could play yeah, on like just, four yeah. different teams over four weeks, and it's like, eh. That's kind of stupid. It exactly, and it's it just becomes stupid because what now? What is a team? Why are now, you for a team? Right? Mid-season trades. I think we could talk about that. I, I think that's the sort of thing where, like, yeah, if you want roster locks to have a little bit more leeway, sure, but you also yeah. don't want to allow, even if they would never happen, and they probably wouldn't. You don't want to allow for like weird, unrealistic situations where it's like, 
Alright guys, we're the team that's going to Worlds, who wants to be on the Worlds team, you know? Right, and for what it's worth, I think that that's something that we can look to traditional sports for, in the sense that, like, the commissioner can always just say, fuck you, that's OP. Sure. Like... Like basketball before they they have a new commissioner now, but before there was there was a trade that involved a couple of high profile players that would have uh-huh. made one team super OP and the other team not very good, and the commissioner was just like, "Yeah, you know what, you, you know what, Snoopy, you can't join Epsilon. That's fucked up. Sorry." Yeah. <laughs> like, well- <laughs> and I think that. As long as you can trust your commissioner, which in this case would be like APC, right? Which well, then we're fine. I, I <laughs> no, but like, like I, I feel like I would trust. I you feel know, like you yeah, I feel like I would trust APC, but I think the league would have to be formulated differently in order to do that, because then it's like, well, we can't make an O. Why can't we make an OP team? We want to win, right? right? As opposed to like a league where. Basketball, yeah, you want to win, but it's a little more complicated than that. And regardless of whether you win and lose, you make damn good money. Uh-huh. Right? Whereas this is like, so we can't make our super OP team that's going to be number one and go undefeated because you say that, and now we can't make money. And how am yeah. I going to make payments on this house yeah, on this spot true. or whatever, right? Like, so that that gets weird. Whereas in the in the NBA, the commissioners be like, fuck you, man. We're paying you like $24 million. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that just like, I don't know. Because it's, it's like pornography, right? When somebody's trying to pull one over on you, you fucking know it. Yeah. Where if like Snoopy actually just wanted to join Epsilon, like that was, you know what? Probably, that would probably be fine. But Uh like when somebody's like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, cognitive. We're gonna make the trade to Eager. We're gonna give them, you know, DJ Perticus and a roar for a high five and a bag of Cheetos. It's like, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know sure. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's on. when someone is like, well, in in basketball, and I'm gonna say this because F dot has explained it to me, and so I get to say the sports thing in basketball. <laughs> your draft status is sort of like inversely proportional to your performance. So right. you can intentionally make your team bad to get a better draft the next season, which is something that people will try to do. Mm-hmm. Smite not really that case. Smite is sort of the opposite, whereas like if your team is good, then you can pick up whoever the fuck you want because you want <laughs> yeah. worlds. Um, but there's definitely a situation. It might not happen in a year. It might not happen in two. But if you open up roster locks and trades like that, someone's going to figure out a way to game the system. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to just be like, yeah. Shrug, well, we can't do anything about it. You definitely want to do that, and that's why there's a clause that says the admins can do whatever the fuck they want. But yeah, <laughs> but you still don't want to have that open because you don't want to have people looking for that. Of course. Yeah, and that's at the that's same the time with all of the rules. I would like to see the roster locks relaxed a little bit. I mean, because the thing is, so when did the when did the SPL season start? The season? Yes, this or, the split? or this split. Ah, uh, the split started the day after Labor Day, I want to say. Yeah, it did. So, like, late August, I think? Week one was August 15th. All right. So, August 15th till next year. You're locked till next year. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That is a long time. And, like, if you're Get Fisher and your team 
this is, according to Getfisher, this is literally what happened. Shouts to Getfisher. He's a good player. He does not deserve the situation that he is in. But, like, right. Mogao duo-queued with Dark Dodo for two nights and was like, you know what? Fuck Getfisher. You're, you're my new jungler. <laughs> Which is the dumbest shit I have ever heard. Regardless of whether or not it was a good roster decision. What? So, like... Yeah. That sucks. That's that sucks. Uh trade deadline. I like on the bye week it's like if you have not played in the last 2 weeks, you're a free agent now or you're unlocked so you could get traded to another team or something. I don't know. But you you <laughs> obviously wouldn't want a situation where it's like, "Oh, it's the halfway point like Oh, Titan is starting to lose a little bit. Well, Ataraxia and Repikas and Pretty Prime are all going to leave, and they're going to join London Conspiracy because London Conspiracy is doing pretty well. And now the other now Titan's fucked, and London Conspiracy yeah, you just is have like yeah, going in and out and in and out. And so just... you wouldn't want that. It's it's a tricky situation. Yeah, it just it's rough. I don't know. I've been thinking. I, I'm trying to figure out how to make it work because it's just. I one of the coolest things about traditional sports is is to me is the yes. trading system. Yes. But it's a largely different process because their teams are institutions and our teams are not. Well, it Meaning... also like has to it's weird with sponsorships and contracts too, mm-hmm. right? Cuz like if you join if you join Eager, we're sponsored by Razor, who sent me this awesome jacket. Team Racer. But, like, if then I join another team who's sponsored by Logitech, it's like, well, shit. Now I'm supposed to throw out my Razor Ouroboros and get a Logitech G501. Supposed to. Mid-season. Now, you probably wouldn't do that because gamers love their mouses and they get used to them and shit. But that's fucking weird. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a little bit awkward situation for that to happen. And basically, the structure has to change where, you know, the contracts are, the contracts would have to be issued in such a way per the leagues. And there's so many different leagues when you think about the sponsors and it just becomes so haphazard that, I don't know. Um, It's definitely something that I'm thinking about looking towards season three, changing that a little bit because. I do think bet I do think that our current situation is better than having people change teams whenever uh, the fuck they want. But I am not convinced that there is not a happy medium. I, I think that like, with hard work and brainstorming, there can be a, an answer in the middle. So and and I think this is something that I've seen a few times in Reddit threads or whatever, where like early on in the season, Get Fisher's once again the example to go to. Like, oh, he's only played two games. He played four individual games and we played two matches and it's like well it Mm -hmm. says up to three so he's not roster locked like no he's roster locked that's for the challenger cup you misread the rules but like would that be so bad i don't know i mean then then you get the problem of like well if he can play up to three games then well if we can play a game for every team in the league Mm -hmm. and then he goes to the land he says all right i've played with everyone i know everyone's strategies who wants me (laughs) or whatever so there's no simple no good solution. Um, 
But they're... Yeah, I mean, it's just this is a situation that needs to be better. The roster lock from August 15th to January 15th sucks. What's your solution? Because I don't have one. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. I feel like there should be a maybe maybe a releasing of the rosters for everybody beneath a certain threshold or um as far as teams are concerned on an individual performance like if your team is below 500 you could just fucking bail maybe yeah. something like that uh I, I like the idea of trades but that doesn't happen in esports no it it's it's not a thing right like trading like trades, in Sports is, it's like a part of the institution. It's how it which works. Is, which is weird. When you get traded, you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm getting traded. Like, that's fine. That's sort of just how it works. But if. See, it's not even the culture thing for me. And, and, and if anything, it should be more prevalent in esports because trading is the result of a small talent pool, right? Sure. That's, that's what makes sense. Because otherwise you would just drop and pick up a free agent or something. You know what sure. I mean? In traditional sports, to find some dude that's good at baseball, like just go take, just go to the Dominican Republic. Like that's what most of these teams uh-huh. do, right? And then they, and then, but we still see trades amongst the league because teams are complex enough in baseball and football and in basketball to need different pieces. Yeah. People are competing for different pieces so like you can trade a superstar for a superstar in all of these sports and they make both teams better in esports that's largely not the case players just get booted and then they get replaced by an unknown or ranked superstar because the league is small the community is small the le- the talent pool is even smaller, and it's also and the s- thing where like if a team has established themselves and won the international, and you're evil geniuses, you can just be like, "Sorry, man, it wasn't working out." Yo, Arteezy, you want to join? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how good the team is on, you'll be like, "Yeah, I want to join." And like, <laughs> it just sort of works like that. It's not the same in uh, sports. Wolfie also mentioning in chat that, like, the salaries are different, the negotiations are different, the deals are different. It's not just sponsorship, but it's, like, you know, like, suddenly your sponsor is just interacting with you in a completely different way that is absolutely not standardized at all, which is fine. It doesn't have to be right now, but the reality is that it's not, and that's fucking weird. And also, like, it's just not a thing. If Barracuda was like, yo, Stealth, we're training you for lasses, he'd be like, what? You know, like, everyone would mm-hmm. be like, what? Like, that's not, yo, allied, we're trading you for VCM, like. Exactly. And, and I mean, like, that's the problem, is that trading, stri- like, the problem is that e- MOBA teams, Smite teams, are five members. Right, yes. you have a sub, and that sub is worst case scenario. Injuries aren't a part of the game. Uh, fatigue isn't a part of the game. Whereas in traditional sports, you need like you need substitutes for all of that stuff. So you have uh-huh. multiple members in the same position, which is the important part, and that's the distinction. So like, you teams are have like teams wind up having a graph. If you ever look at like a like a Hearthstone arena list, right? It, it lists your your mana cost or whatever. That's pretty much where you're at. Where you're strong in the support role and you're weak in the hunter role, but you're medium in the mid lane. That's just not there. You just have talent levels, and nobody's going to trade their 
glasses for your insert player you think is bad here, right? Because there's a winner and a loser. The only way trading works in competitive games is when you can't tell if there's a winner or a loser, uh, and that's just not the case. Smek and Youngbae wasn't even a fucking trade. That was a drop. That was They both dropped, and they both picked each other up like yeah. just as luck of the draw. It just... Contracts can be made, and and options can be made for trading. Like that, these these changes can be made into mm-hmm. the structure to allow well, trade, also but like, the culture doesn't. It's also that teams aren't cultured to be interchangeable, right? Like yep. teams communicate in specific ways. So you know, you, you might think that we can feeds or whatever, but if you replace <laughs> him on AFK. That team will function differently. If you replace Dare on Eager, if Dare gets traded out to C9, and C9 will now function differently. If we got Anister, Eager would function differently. Yeah, it's a positive, but it's all like, man, like the recovery period after a trade would be fucking awful. Because suddenly, the way that your team communicates and the way that they shot call is completely Mm -hmm. different. Whereas in like football, it's like the quarterback does the thing, there's some other stuff, but. My understanding, from an outside perspective, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about, but, like, (laughs) I don't think it's, like, that completely different from team to team. Like, you're using roughly the same communications, and it's it's the same language. And in spite, each team really does have a different language. I don't know. I think it it depends. It depends. I think that Smite is very similar to some other games in that sense that you're bringing up. I think that's that's a hardship sure. that the that games that have trades involved are just they're that's just a hurdle they're used to jumping. And that, so, like, I mean, that's part of it though. Better at it. That's part you of know? it. Um, sure, yeah, exactly. The, the result of it is, like I said, I mean the. The institutions that we have that prevent trade, such as contracts or sponsorships, all of that can be changed to alleviate that the stress put on the system by allowing trades. But they're just not useful in Smite. When people get dropped from a team, it's for a negative reason. When people get traded in sports, it's because they are a poker chip used for a larger deal. Sure, and, and Smite's also not at the mind, level where that's that like, doesn't happen. You. You also, like, don't... Smite doesn't have a faker. We have some damn good players, but, like... Sure. I don't think there's a player where you could conceivably... Maybe maybe someone like Adapting or Cyclone Spin, where you conceivably see the owner being like, yo, I'll sell them to you. Right? Like, that's not, that's not really reasonable as much oh, yeah. as it is. And maybe that's just the game hasn't grown to that point or, or whatever. But, yeah, I think that's a yeah. size thing. Yeah, but, no, totally, yeah. but, like, that's part of the conversation, too. Of course. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's, it's weird, because, tra- like I said, esports, or Smite specifically, doesn't... Trades aren't a part of the conversation. It's just pickups and drops and picks and p- pickups and drops, and if trades were introduced, I'm not sure if teams would even take advantage of it, because the mentality would largely... If the mentality right now is, why would I bother having a sub if anybody good enough is out there, they're already starting on a team then the mentality would be, why are they letting this guy go? He can't be that good. I don't want to make this trade. That, to me, is the same sort of conversation. So, so all right, I want to address something someone said in chat. Can't pronounce his name. Uh, Epipsychidian. 
you assume that players don't have some claim to a position on the roster, and I think that's a misplaced assumption. The investment being made by the standard players is something that the players themselves should have protected. Uh, the degree to no. which these protections exist is a matter of debate. There need to be potential players. This is, Im- this is impossible and unrealistic, and here's why. The SPL spot is owned by someone. It's not Captain five people. Yes. So either it's it's owned by Dignitas or it's owned by Frezzy, but it cannot, it physically cannot be owned by Renz, Frezzy, Frostiac, right. Shadow Nightmare, Variety. And that was, is Variety the captain? Now fuck, whatever. My point is, like, you can't, like, spread that out and you can't expect Team Soul Mid to go out and, like, incorporate because... They're a bunch of kids, and also some of them are Canadian. So that's <laughs> fucking weird anyway. Like, what, are they going to sue each other in international law over yeah. the rights to their SPL slot? So, like, really... I, see, I, 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 I'm on the other side, which makes me a douchebag. Okay. Uh, we agree, but we agree for different reasons, and that's yes. what makes me a douchebag. I, like, I respect the amount of work that goes on, and, you know... Earning your spot and all that, and, and you know, blah, the players blah, blah, who play but... well certainly have a right to be in the SPL. And, yeah, and and, at the, and it hurts me. And if I had the power to nullify drops or trades or whatever, if somebody was dropped because of bad blood, that is something that I would monitor carefully, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is a competitive league, not an intramural league, and if you found a team and get to the pro league and are the worst player and get kicked for somebody better tough shit it's a competitive uh-huh. league i'm i understand you put in 50 hours a week to build this team if you're divios practice and you're I get it but that sucks if you're divios and you're arguably uh not even arguably and you're a contender for the best soul winner in north america and you get benched because your team doesn't like your attitude that sucks. But make mm-hmm. no mistake, Divios has earned his spot. Maybe not on TSM, but he's earned his spot in the SPL. And he will, if he continues to play, will be back in the SPL. Because you would oh, have yeah. to be stupid not to replace... Man, it's like yeah. AFK, yeah. TSM, C9. And if you're not one of those teams, I could see you picking up Divios. It's For a sure. meritocracy, and and as, and I have no problem and it, with it's a competitive kind of a, well, it should be. It's kind of a real meritocracy. There's definitely some uh, some networking involved as well. You know, like you got to get known to be sure. known. But yes, of course. But it's a meritocracy, and if one team doesn't work out, like you can join another if you're good enough. Um, exactly, and and that's as long as long as like, that avenue is open. Dude, it sounds really nice. To like protect the players and like have give the players ownership of their SPL slot, but like you can't really make it work like that. It just it doesn't. Yeah, you can't, and it and it doesn't interest me. I'm no, it's also watch, yeah, it's not interesting. I'm not gonna watch the nice guy league who has three teams at the bottom of the standings because well they qualified last year. And we like Well, it's them. also like there should be ownership, <laughs> right? Like Legion of Carrots was Payne's team. Yeah. That's why he can replace three people if he wants to. Uh, TSM is TSM's team. That's why they could just make their League of Legends team play if they really want to. They could. Well, actually, they couldn't because of the LCS contract. But, like, 
You know what I mean, right? <laughs> they could make their their they could have like warships team were playing. They could have they could have Leffen show up and decide to yes, Snoopy. they could. They totally no, could. they could have Leffen show up. Leffen's playing solo lane, dude. That's it. Leffen's playing, playing solo, solo lane. lane. We figured it out, boys. It's not Bickham. You won't it's see Bush again. It's Leffen. He plays Smash. If you don't know, <laughs> that's our fucking show. We'll see you next week. Peace.